Hi there again and welcome to the latest segment of our podcast called Are You Okay? This episode will focus on improving the well-being of the employees by centering on the stress and the fatigue faced by employees in their work environments. Imagine for a moment that your boss has emailed you about an unfinished assignment. Your body and mind instantly respond, activating a physical reaction called the fight or flight response. Your heart beats faster, your breath quickens, and your muscles tense. At the same time, you might say to yourself, "I'm going to get fired if I don't finish this." Then, to manage your anxiety and negative self-talk, you work late into the night to complete the task. This is just one such example. of a stressful experience that many employees face on a daily basis over time chronic work stress can actually lead to a psychological syndrome known as burnout burnout is a state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress it occurs when you feel overwhelmed emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands So some of the warning signs of burn- burnout are overwhelming exhaustion, cynicism and a sense of inefficacy. Certain work-related stressors are closely linked with burnout. Examples are having too much work or too little independence, inadequate pay, lack of community between workers, unfairness or disrespect and a mismatch between workplace and personal values. Long-term exposure to work-related stressors like these can affect mental health. Research actually links burnout with symptoms of anxiety and depression. In some cases, this sets the stage for serious mental health problems. Burnout reduces job productivity and boosts absenteeism and job turnover, and also can lead to conflict between coworkers, causing even more stress to spread within the workplace. Workplace-related stress and anxiety are not new phenomena. Many employees in the US report their jobs as a major source of stress and anxiety which left unchecked can easily rise to the level of an anxiety disorder with negative consequences for physical health, mental well-being, workplace productivity and career opportunities. The COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated what was already a widespread and largely unaddressed mental health problem in the workplace. Some of the symptoms of COVID-19 related stress according to the CDC include concern about being exposed to the virus at work, taking care of your loved ones while you're working, managing a change in workload and uncertainty about the future of your workplace or our employment. In a few seconds, we'll be having a guest speaker who is currently working as a human resources manager and has been an expert in her field for close to 10 years now. Let's welcome Mrs. Vanika Patel. Mrs Patel it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast thank you charita for having me on this podcast it's a pleasure to be here thank you so much ma'am and as you know covid-19 has changed the way we all work it has already been close to a year since most of us started working from home and no matter where we are working during a pandemic has added stress to our daily lives how do you suggest that we deal with the stress And what are some of the techniques that you have employed in your organization to manage this? So there are several skills taught in cognitive behavioral therapy that may help in combating stress. The first one is relaxation methods which help counter the physiological effects of the fight or flight response can help reduce symptoms of anxiety. 
The next one is an active coping strategy that involves teaching people to take specific steps when approaching a roadblock or challenge. These steps include defining the problem, brainstorming, potential solutions, ranking the solutions, developing an action plan, and testing the chosen solution. The next technique is very important and it is called mindfulness. So mindfulness is the ability to pay attention to the present moment with curiosity, openness and acceptance. This can become worse when we spend time ruminating about the past, worrying about the future or engaging in self-criticism. Mindfulness helps to train the brain to break these harmful habits and can be cultivated through guided meditation and mindful walking. The last technique I would like to talk about today is reappraising negative thoughts. Chronic stress and worry can lead people to develop a mental filter in which they automatically interpret situations through a negative lens. As in they can jump to negative conclusions with little or no evidence and doubt their ability to cope with stressors. To reappraise negative thoughts, it is important to treat them as hypothesis instead of facts and consider other possibilities. Regularly practicing this skill can help people reduce negative emotions in response to stressors. Thank you so much, ma'am. Those were some great strategies that managers can employ in helping their employees cope with stress. Now, moving on to a few other tips that I have on how stress can be dealt with during the COVID times. First tip would definitely be to communicate with your co-workers about job stress and identify the factors that cause the stress so that all of you can work together to develop certain solutions that can minimize this. And even though most of us are working from home, it is important to increase our sense of control by creating a consistent daily routine, for example, by setting a regular time to stop working each day. It is also essential that you do not miss out on sleep and stick to a regular sleep schedule and make sure that you get at least seven hours of sleep. It would also help to take breaks from work to stretch, exercise, or even go for a five to 10 minute walk outside in the sun. And you should definitely spend more time doing activities you enjoy when you're not working. It might also help to develop new hobbies like painting, which can be quite therapeutic. Stress can also lead to fatigue, which refers to mental or physical exhaustion that reduces one's capacity to perform work safely and effectively. This will move us on to the second part of our podcast, which is fatigue. Fatigue can be caused by many things and aren't always just work-related or stress-related. It can also be caused due to prolonged or intense mental or physical activity, sleep loss or disrupted sleep, travel, organizational change, irregular work scheduling or excessively long shifts, strenuous activity, long commutes to and from work, and extremely hot or cold work environments. Fatigue can lead to increased incidence of injuries, poor decision making, and lower productivity in the workplace. So it's very important to identify when a worker is fatigued and also employ strategies to reduce the fatigue. The seven signs of fatigue include number one, tiredness, weariness or sleepiness. Number two, irritability. Number three, reduced alertness, concentration or memory. Number four, lack of motivation. Number five, increased mistakes or lapses in judgment. Number six, headaches. Number seven, 
increase susceptibility to illness. Now, we will have our second guest speaker of the day, Mr. Ricky Paul, an HRM specialist who will share with us a few tips on how to manage fatigue in the workplace. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Paul. It is a pleasure to have you here with us today. But since we're running short on time, could you please uh, sum up all the points that you have in a few short sentences? Yes, definitely. It is important to be aware of one's level of fatigue. And just as important to know that most workplace fatigue is avoidable. By incorporating just a few of the tips I'm going to share today into your regular routine, you may find yourself less tired and more energized then you realized your, you could be at work. <clears throat> First, it is very important to drink plenty of water, limit your sugar intake and stay saturated throughout the day. So this means that you will have to plan your meals well in advance. Secondly, it is essential to stay active, exercise regularly and enjoy fresh air when possible. In addition to that, it is also important to get enough of sleep and also take rest whenever required. And now coming to more workplace related tips, it is a good idea to work in a well lit environment to avoid headaches and eye strain and also work in an area that has the thermostat set to an appropriate temperature to avoid become fatigued. That's all for today. I hope these tips can help in combating fatigue in the workplace. Thank you so much, Mr. Paul, for sharing these brilliant tips. I'm sure that many people have already started incorporating these tips into their daily lives. This brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Tune in next week for a talk about how anxiety and depression is affecting our workplace. Thank you.